Hey, welcome back to the next episode of Talk Smack with Mac. This your host, Mac. Man, I got a bad dude on the podcast today, you guys. I'm pretty pumped up about this. I got Mike Beast Boy Davis, UFC fighter in the house, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing excellent. Uh, can't, can't really say excellent. I've, I've been having some trouble in 2020, but it's, it's coming along. I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah, 2020 is tough, man. Uh, well, you mentioned having a hard time in 2020. I just want to jump right into it. Uh, how is it to be a fighter in 2020 with the quarantine and the lockdown and everything? How How is that? Well, thankfully that our event, I mean, the UFC is able to put on fights still. So we were the first event running and we only stopped for maybe like a month total. And that, that I mean, like that's, that's an honor to be a part of that. But I mean, it's fun, I guess. There's not yeah. really much to. Yeah, the, I, I feel like uh, the, the UFC is really holding it down right now. You know, sports were shut down for a long time. And like you said, UFC only stopped for about a month. And then they came up with a very quick solution. So as fans can keep watching, that's, you know, kudos off to the UFC organization, Dana White, all those guys. I, I think it's a little better for the fighters um, that want to fight, that kind of always stay ready because now they're – People are struggling in 2020. Like there's, there's money not being pushed out the same way it was. So people are jumping on fights. You're seeing way more fights than once a week fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it seems like every Saturday there's a fight on the UFC, uh, on ESPN now. So and I'm loving it, man. I'm just kicked back. I'm watching all the prelims. There's nothing else to watch. So I'm starting at the very first prelim fight. And I watch it all. I love it. He's taking in that publicity right now. Yeah, exactly. By holding it down single-handedly, and uh, they should, though. So, uh, man, I became a fan of yours. I was on YouTube one day, and I ran across your Contender Series fight against uh, Sadiq. Bro, when I tell you, when I watched that fight, I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is one hell of a fight, especially the first round. And, dude, you were taking some blows, and it didn't even look like they were phasing you out at all. You have one hell of a fucking chin on you. Yeah. I say he, he does, too. Sadiq does, too. I hit him with some hard, clean, pure uppercuts, and he just stayed right there. Yeah, man. Both of you guys, you both of you weren't even breathing hard at all. And then both of you guys were just taking shots and just kept coming, man. It was That was a crazy-ass fight to watch. I've watched that Contender Series fight three times, man. That was a fun one. I learned a lot from that fight. That was, that was my uh, my MMA changing point right there. Uh, can you describe or elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. Um, before fighting for the Contender Series, I would just train and fight whoever. I would never study. I would never learn anything. I, I hadn't learned any new moves or techniques or anything. I just literally trained to last the fight and then just take a fight. Didn't matter to me. And when I took that fight, and then his coaches told me everything that they were doing, and studying my my fighting style, how what I'm weak at, and I was like, "That's the that's the shit I need right there." Mm-hmm. So I had to make a lot of changes after that fight. I left my gym, I left my friends, coaches, moved to a different area, and then I did it again when I progressed in in my MMA skill set. I moved again down to here to American Top Team, Coconut Creek. That's pretty cool, man. You guys got some some uh, bad dudes down there at American. There's anyone and everyone you can think of. 
So I'm sure you're getting a hell of a training and, and just experience every single day you walk into the gym. It's, it puts a lot of pride in my, my head, kind of like some confidence, not pride, but confidence mm -hmm. because I'm either beating or hanging with top five fighters in the UFC. They're already fighting for belts. They're already fighting title people. And I, I'm wrecking them in wrestling. I'm wrecking them in BJJ. It's just a striking too. But, yeah you're one hell of a striker man i know you uh you you started off with boxing right i started off boxing and wrestling simultaneously okay um i would say my grappling is double my striking in yeah. i've but, seen the the takedown in your most previous fight against uh gifford in the yeah. second round you it was like some wwe you down near speared the <laughs> shit out of him man so, yeah, I could definitely see your wrestling be, uh, being double your striking, but you're a crazy-ass striker, too. I like to strike. It's fun. Yeah. I see you like to – you'll stand and bang with anybody. It doesn't matter. I do not care. So, after that fight with Sadiq, what happened? I know you guys uh, – the winner gets a contract, right, with the UFC? Well, Sadiq got his contract. Okay, and what happened with you? They had me do – to, they had me go out and take a few fights under my old promotion, Island Fights. Mm -hmm. And then there was just like one or two because they wanted to sign both of us, but they can only sign you off a win streak. You cannot have a losing streak to be signed. So I went out, I won a fight, and then I was waiting for a call. It took a little too long. So I took another fight and I won them both. Uh, one was for the 155 pound title for Island Fights. The next one was. Uh, 145 against the uh, national uh, Muay Thai champ in Mexico. And I beat both those kids. So then they called me right after that. Like okay. literally like a month after that. And who was the fight that you got when you, when they called oh. you? <laughs> Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns, bro. You were, see, that's one thing that I like about you, man, is that you're not fighting any slouches. You're I've, fighting some badass dudes. Gilbert Burns is, was just about to fight for the title before he got sick. Gilbert Burns is an animal. He's a whole different animal. Um, that, that dude, man, he keeps his chin tucked so low. It's pretty incredible <laughs> that he could do that for like a three or a five round fight. <laughs> his skill set, his striking is way better than I thought it would be. Is that what caught you off guard? No, nothing really caught me off guard. I, to be honest, I was offered that fight in five days. And they're like, I was working. I got a phone call. And they're like, Mike, you have a fight against Gilbert Burns. Um, you can either say yes or say no and keep waiting. And like, all right, yes. And I was at work. I left work that, that day. I went home. And then I, I tried to come back to work the next day. And they told me I couldn't take off. So I quit my job. And I took that fight. And um, uh, where were you working? Yeah, I had no expectations. I had no, like, optimistic view of that fight. I knew what I was going for, and I honestly, I knew it was going to happen. He was going to get overwhelmed by my striking and take me down, which mm. he's a four-time champion. That's going to be a little difficult for me on five-day notice. So I, I kind of knew where I was going to go, but I got a four-fight contract out of it. I was going to say, you look pretty damn good, even though you lost against uh, Gilbert Burns. Your, yeah, uh, your defense, when he had you back-mounted, that was yeah. incredible, man. The, the composure and the poise that you showed while he had you back mounted and was throwing all those different strikes at you. I'm a big grappler. It, yeah, it takes a very good 
fucking guy to be able to do that. So that's, I mean, I'm sure that's why you got a four fight contract out of it. They were like, damn, this dude has some extreme talent. Yeah. I'm ready to do my next fight, though. I've been sitting around. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of your next fight, man, do you have any plans or what's going on with that? So I was sick about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, COVID or anything, but I did get tested about a week ago. My tests were negative, so I don't don't know. Um, I got hit by a car last week. I I was riding my bike. I was going across the pedestrian walkway, and mm-hmm. a car decided, and it was on the beach too, where you're not supposed to go 40 miles an hour. But he's decided to just keep going and t bone me right off my bike. Damn, yeah. man. How are you holding up after that? It's um, it's rough. My arms are a little like weak. My left arm is a little weak, but I feel pretty good. It's all coming back. Like, yeah. I'm moving. That's um, good, man. I'm but all right things back I was good. I did more damage to the car than it did to me. So I think <laughs> After watching some of your fights, man, I can only imagine how the car looks. Man. Hey, oh, one thing I wanted to ask you, and that's very unfortunate about a fucking car hitting you, but uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is I read somewhere that you do like 20 miles of cardio every day um, or, or every training day. When I'm getting ready for a fight. Okay. Yeah. So when I'm getting ready for a fight, uh, it's twice a week and I do 26 miles. All right. That, that's, that, on top, that's on top of my training, on top of my strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. That's just my spare training. Now, those 26 miles, how are they broken up? What type of cardio? Um, uh, it's like a ultra marathon. Is that when they swim and bike? Swim, and bike, and yeah. yeah. It's just like that. I do 15 miles on the bike. Uh, five on the treadmill, four on the elliptical, one on the row machine, and 200 floors on the stair machine. Okay. All in one sitting, back to back, no break. That that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> it's, it takes about three hours, two and a half, yeah. three hours. Do you look forward to it every time, or is this something where you're like, damn, man, let's just hurry up and get this over with? No, I like it. Yeah? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't like it, but... No, I, I know exactly I what you're saying. If I, can, if I can push through each one onto the next without stopping, that I'm ready for a fight. The day that I can do all those without stopping, without feeling tired, I'm ready for my fight. Now, right. on a, on a Stairmaster or on the elliptical, like what type of levels are you doing? Or yeah. incline on a treadmill, anything like that? Incline on a treadmill is two. Mm-hmm. Uh, stairs are above 20, anything above 20. Level um, 20? Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> I do level 24 a minute, man. A minute on and two minutes off. And I'm I'm dead after five or ten of those. And you're doing it for fucking miles. It's 22 minutes to do 24. Oh my gosh. So is this is cardio something that you pride yourself on, or is this like the the standard for for your for your team? Like no, no, I definitely have better cardio than most people. Um when I moved down here, to be honest, even doing what I was doing, and then I, I started training with the people down here, they exceed me in cardio. Like, they're just pushing every day so hard that I could not keep up with anybody for, like, two or three months when I moved down here. 
now I'm finally back to where I am, and then I added that on top. So now I feel really good. Yeah, that's uh, I can that's only imagine, cool. man. The, the the level of commitment and tenacity that you have to bring to be a top level fighter. Yeah, you it has to be something you want to do. That's for sure. Something I wanted to ask you, man, going back to the contender fight against Sadiq, can you describe those calf kicks? What were you feeling in the first round and what were you feeling in the third round? Nothing in the first round. Um, it started to hurt. Some, uh, like the midpoint in the second round. That's when I started feeling um and then third round i just didn't want to get kicked anymore so i just switched dancing <laughs> which i can fight southpaw so it didn't matter yeah yeah now how do you do not feel good they shut your whole leg down and it, it pretty much makes it impossible to step off of or you know build any type of momentum because because it's it starts hurting like right at the the joint where the pressure is held onto it so you can't step so Putting your weight on top of it is not going to help. So you have to switch stances so all your weight's on your lead leg. And then if he starts kicking that leg, you're just screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how do you how do you build your calves up? What what do you do to to strengthen your calves or you know the bone, the shin bone, really, anything? There's no defense or or like prevention for that. You just check your kicks. Mm -hmm. That's something I learned to do. I went all the way to Thailand for a while stayed out there just to make sure I knew what I was doing in Muay Thai, checking kicks, avoiding punches, avoiding everything. That's pretty badass. Where were you staying out there? Did you know anyone? In Phuket. I did the trials, the tryouts for the Ta Tiger Muay Thai trial team. And I didn't know anybody. No, I went by myself. It's the first time leaving the country. And I just wanted, I really wanted to improve. I went out there because I got invited to do the tryouts and I never expected to win. I figured this is Thailand. This is their thing. We're going to be doing Muay Thai. I'm not going to, I'm not going to best myself out here. And I went and I destroyed everybody. It was like, like nothing, literally nothing. Walk through every single person. So that was kind of a change for me. I, I should have stayed honest. I just bought a round trip ticket. I didn't know I was going to win. That's how long did you stay out there? Oh, like a month. And then uh, you were training every day? Or was it the, every how long were the trials? Day, like, every single, the trials were only five days. All okay. right. I was training every single day aside from that, about two or three times a day. That's pretty cool, man. I, I've been to Thailand one time and I spent some time in Vietnam and I know they, they really pride Muay Thai over there. And I I always joke around. I'm like, man, those Muay Thai fighters, they're intimidating, man. They they just look like they just want to come and yeah. hit you with a couple oh, of They don't care. They just kick kick you as hard as you can or kick them as hard as you can to the body. And they're just like, that's what they do every day. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> because for them, it's like, man, if I don't win, my family doesn't eat. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm coming to destroy you. So, you know, my my entire family could, can eat for another few days or weeks. Well, damn, man, I know you got some hell of experience when you're out there for a month. By far. 
and I always I picked to work with the best people that were in the team a lot of the coaches you got to kind of back when I was in the military and going through my training and stuff they used to say you got to be dumb to do this you got to be too dumb to quit so it's almost yeah. like man if you're just going out there and you're just fighting all day every day you got to kind of be too dumb to quit it's because you love it so much you want it so bad there are kids there that are just as good as the adults like i'm talking seven years old pro they're already pro fighters so is there <laughs> is there like a a pro age range then if they're yeah. little kids okay yeah you fight an age range but yeah, the little girls, there's like two little girls and a, a few little boys, and they're all pro fighters. That's pretty, that's pretty wild. So I know you bounced back between the 145 and the 155 pound weight class. Which one do you prefer and which one do you want or do you think you're going to uh, fight at next? I prefer 55 because I don't have to cut weight. Because there are times where my weight gets out of control, like it did during this pandemic. Um, when it first happened in March, I was coming back from an injury. So I haven't trained since January, but January to March. And then right when I was getting back into training, the, everything shut down. So now it's March to like the, May. I'll say May. I started training again. They offered me a fight at 45. I was like 182, 181. Oof. I couldn't make it. It was two two weeks. I couldn't make it there. So then I decided after talking to my strength and conditioning coaches and and uh, my normal management that I'm gonna go up to 55. I'm gonna gain a couple pounds and go 55. 55 is definitely my more liked weight class. Um, definitely I feel stronger, faster. I don't get tired at all. I just do not get tired. So it's definitely better for me at 45. The weight cut can pull a lot out of my body since I cut about 30 pounds. And how, how long do you cut that 30 pounds uh, and how much time? Two weeks? Three. Oof. I need three weeks to do it. Three weeks? Yeah. That still sucks. Oh, man, that sucks. Is that – is that – like, So it, it hasn't – it got easy. Because you know exactly what you're doing? Yeah, I knew what I was doing. But now I just – I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I just don't. So moving up to 55, at least for the next one or two. There's we'll some dogs, man, at 55. I feel like that's the most competitive class. Well, that's where all my amateur has been. Um, that's where my pro title is. I have five titles as an amateur in 155. So, I'm excited to watch you fight again, man. Like I said, I'm a big fan. Uh, you throw some some crazy strikes from all different angles. I like, I see you like to throw your hands a lot, but I believe I've seen you throw a spinning back kick in one of the fights too. So yeah. you like to, you mix it up. One thing I did want to ask because I, I seen you do this a lot against Gifford is you throw those jumping flying knees. That's like a part of your arsenal, right? That's not just something you spontaneously do. It's just spontaneous. It is spontaneous. You just got to feel it and go for it. <laughs> And the thing was that with Gifford, he would always duck. He put his hands up and duck. So I was just trying to bring a knee right up the middle. Yeah, wake him up. Man, I was going to say, you were yeah. 
straight outclassing them. I'm I'm gonna be very respectful because I know Gifford could kick my ass, but you were you were outclassing them, and that dude stuck in there, stood in there and just took the beating until the very very end of the fight. But holy yeah. fuck, he had a lot of heart. I I don't think I've come across him with heart like that. Yeah, that was insane. Oh, I have one or two more questions, man, before I let oh, you go. I'm I'm just chilling today. Oh, all right, right on. Um, I know the lead late kicks is something that slowed you down against Sadiq. I've seen Gilbert Burns started to try to attack the leg too. Have you done or what are you doing to prepare the, for that in the future? I move well, I made the adjustments. Let's just say that. Is it something like you were putting too much weight on the front? You're kind of yeah. balancing it out a little bit? I'm a boxer. I'm lead heavy. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I put a lot of power behind my lead leg. Mm-hmm. So with the adjustments that I've made, I'm more versatile by far. And then I also made it a mixed martial arts game coming forward. Not going to rely so much on my boxing. Okay. I'm going to have more fun. Yeah, definitely. Mix it up a little bit more. Show your talents. It's time. Yeah. Well, uh, I know you like to take fights on a very short notice. Yeah. Five days, four days. Your last fight, Gifford, that you fought, that was what, four days? Gifford was four days. Yeah. So can we potentially be seeing you in the near future? You know, I know you just got hit by a car, so I don't really know how near that future could be. But tomorrow I'm uh, going to the gym to test my my body to see what's hurting still, what's not. And then from there, I will kind of figure out when I'm going to get back in the cage. Okay. Do you, you If you had uh, a target date that you would hope for, do you have anything like that or kind of just seeing August, how it goes? The ending week. Or two weeks of August. Depends on how good I am. My cardio is amazing right now, so I'm not worried about that. Um, or any day in September. Oh, shit. Us fans are getting excited, man. Let's start from... What's going on? August. Let's do anywhere past August 22nd. Anywhere past that. I'm going to talk to... Abe Cowan, once, once, like the minute I feel more confident in my, my body. Yeah, a little bit more healthy, a little bit more springy. I've been injured all 2020. It has not been a day I'm not injured. It is terrible. It's terrible. I'm sure living that fighter life, man, you kind of just got to deal with nicks and bruises and shit oh, all the time. Mainly, mainly it's just from still the injury from January. I uh, broke two of my ribs and then dislocated my right wrist oh my wrist is just it's just i don't know a little stiff it's it's stiff more stiff compared to this one but i mean there's movement though don't try and think that's a weakness everybody that's not a weakness (laughs) they're gonna be like grab his wrist next time (laughs) my ribs too my ribs are fully healed like all impact so how'd you get hurt in training or um, maybe falling like um very fast twisting in wrestling. Um, like my foot got caught in a butterfly while someone was trying to take my back and my arm was stuck with them and my body just opposite ways real fast. 
they just cracked. Yeah, it was terrible. Sounds like a good day at the gym. It's terrible. I screamed, <laughs> I'm going to admit. Hurt <laughs> pretty bad. Hey, man, I, I've seen your fights and I've seen you take punches. So if you screamed, it's for a damn good reason. <laughs> Do you have any people at your on your team that you uh, favor to spar, or any guys that you got got the close? Higher, the higher levels, Dustin, um, Hanato, Masvidal. Pretty sure those are the only ones I really like to train. Tiago, uh, Moisey. All These right, all- man. Yeah, all the top people at the gym. There's nobody better than them. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking there's it's just a matter of time, or that's all it is, is a matter of time before you start getting some some pretty good fights in your corner, man, or and under your belt, I mean, and moving up those ranks. Cause you're those are the only four people, only four people at the gym that I can get any work from. Well, I mean, I can get tired with the other people, but it's either the other people are way too big and I just won't really. Uh, they're not going to break my ribs again (laughs) (laughs) or anyone my weight and under is just either not good enough or they're too spazzy and i just don't want (laughs) too spazzy that's funny man i I, i'm pretty sure you have people that you're you're thinking of when you're saying those sometimes yeah (laughs) they know who they are too well, other than fighting, do you have any other sports that you enjoy or any other favorite teams? Sport? Um, yeah. Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee? Yeah, I can Ultimate Frisbee. I can jump. That's one thing I never thought, but I can jump, jump. Do you I have any sports that, that you watch? No. No? MMA. Yeah. Just MMA. straight, yeah, man. Eat, sleep, live MMA. I love it. <laughs> I'm not a sport fan. I like to play sports. I don't like to watch sports. Yeah. Oh shit, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, just ultimate frisbee. And if I had to say another one, I would. Um, I used to play football, so I like football. But what playing, position did you play in football? I receiver. So you're a quick dude, and you already said you could jump. So yeah, quick and jump. That's All two right. main. <laughs> did you have hands, or what, did you have butterfingers? No, no, I had hands. I'm good. Oh I'm good. shit! I'm All right, small. I'm real small. Just quick. I never yeah. thought I'd be able to stick with football, seeing everybody that comes to training be 200 plus pounds. And I'm just one, I'm like 160, 170. Yeah, man. I remember I played football and wanted to play football. So uh, when I hit high school, I was like 135 pounds. And I'm like, man, this just isn't working out for me. So <laughs> I do not like being tackled by big people. I think people at always had the advantage, man. At that time, I was just afraid of being hit about from anything i didn't like fighting nothing i was just afraid of being hit i think something that held me back in football man was just self-confidence i didn't want to look bad in front of people so i wouldn't take chances but then you know you never even have a shot at all if you don't take any chances so that kind of killed whatever drive i had in football but uh i'm 26 how old were you when you played football? Uh, like 13 to 16. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's like your confident building ages. Exactly. But thank God I started boxing at 15. And that, like, 
as soon as I started boxing and I had a little bit of natural talent, I was like, fuck football. I'm never going back. Yep. Same. <laughs> yeah. And then it was, it was boxing, uh, five, six days a week, three hours a day for like the next year and a half. And then that kind of fell off because of whatever circumstances. Yeah, man. But it was a, it was a pleasure having you on the, on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You know, you didn't have to do this. You know, I'm trying to grow a podcast. I'm just a big fan, but it really shows that you're a genuine person and, you know, show, yeah. show love and respect to everybody. So I appreciate it. You're always welcome on Talk Smack with Mac. If you have another fight and you want to talk about that fight afterwards and jump on whenever you want to, man, I would love to talk yeah. to you. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, we'll set that up. So after my next fight, I'll jump on again. Hey, man, it sounds good. I, I can't wait to hear you talk about how you just beat the shit out of somebody else. I know. Hey, Beast Boy Mike Davis, everybody. Peace. Guys, take care.